Hey, thanks for tuning into our podcast today. My name is Derek Puckett. I'm the lead pastor at Renewal Church of Chicago. If you want to know more information about us, you can head to our website at RenewalChicago.com. I pray today that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. Well, family, we're in a season of Advent. And if you haven't been with us throughout the last several weeks, we started our Advent series and we've been walking slowly through the book of Luke or in the first chapter of Luke, looking at all the events that happened up until the birth of Jesus. And it's been such a delight for me to walk through this and to study and and see how the Lord, how he orchestrated all these unforeseen events to to bring about the birth of Jesus. If you didn't know Advent, just by way of reminder, is this arrival of a known figure. That's what it means. And for Christians in our faith, that is the arrival of our Savior Jesus Christ coming to this earth. And I, I love this time of year because unlike any time of the year, this is a season where we get to slow down. We get to slow down and the whole world in many ways, is looking to the birth of Jesus. People that aren't even Christians are talking about the birth of Jesus and singing songs where our eyes are pointed towards him more than ever. We get to slow down and be present with God. But honestly, if we're honest right now in this season, it's probably harder than ever for us to really look to Jesus when in reality with the pandemic, it probably should be easier Um, to look to Jesus, and we should be pointed towards him more than ever, which really hints at what I've been talking about throughout the last several weeks, where faithfulness, it's a choice. It takes intentionality. It's not something we just wake up and and we're we're faithful. No, faithfulness is a choice. Faithfulness takes intentionality in the face of opposition, and the birth of Jesus, if you want to say, makes it a little bit easier for Christians, because if you pay attention, if you really pay attention to all that happens up to his birth, which I've been trying to make it very clear, the reason I say this, family, if you pay attention to all of that, you get to see God work through some of the most unlikely circumstances to show off his faithfulness and his glorious grace towards us. If you got a Bible, go ahead and meet me in Luke chapter 1. That's where we're going to be. Luke chapter 1, verse 57 is where we'll start. We'll read through verse 68. Go ahead and get that. If you got it, I want y'all to go ahead and write God it in the chat. Say it out loud in your homes. I, I know I'm not with you, nor can I hear you, but my spirit is resonating with yours in this. So that's also throughout the sermon. If you need to say amen, write it in the chat or say it out loud. Make sure that we hear you. Uh, that is says Luke chapter 1, verse 57. Here now the reading of God's word. Now the time came for Elizabeth to give birth. And she bore a son. And her neighbors and relatives heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her, and they rejoiced with her. And on the eighth day, they came to circumcise the child, and they would have called him Zechariah after his father. But his mother answered, No, he shall be called John. And they said to her, None of your relatives is called by this name. And they made signs to his father, inquiring what he wanted to, 
him to be called. And he asked for a writing tablet and he wrote, his name is John. And they all wondered. And immediately his mouth was open and his tongue loosed and he spoke blessing God. And fear came on all their neighbors and all these things were talked about through all the hill country of Judea. And all who heard them laid them up in their hearts saying, what then will this child be? For the hand of the Lord was with him. Very words of God. Amen. Today, I want to preach simply on the topic, wait, hold on, and be faithful. Wait, hold on, and be faithful. Let's pray. Father, even now, God, I do ask, like I do each week, hide me behind your cross so that you'll be lifted up in this place. Jesus, we need to hear a word from you, not from me, but from you. Decrease me so that you may increase. This in your name we all said together. Amen and amen. Well, family, here we are sitting in COVID-19, this pandemic. And the numbers are arising. And it seems as if things, instead of getting better, are getting worse. Sure, there, there's a vaccine out. There's another one out. And. But many of us are apprehensive about taking this vaccine or or many of us are way down the line in order to get this vaccine. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine this week and in his discouragement, he was sharing with me how he's he's upset or discouraged about less people attending his church and less people giving and less engagement. He said, Derek, man, he said, I need a break. Friends, everyone is feeling this season from the rich to the poor, from the preacher to the congregant, from the businessman to the business. We're all feeling it. We're in a season and a tough one to say the least. But I, but can I tell you something this morning? I'm so glad that I have a savior in Jesus Christ who's not bothered by COVID-19 or the wickedness of this world. Family, this morning, as we enter into this Christmas week, I just want to spend a few moments encouraging you to hold on, to wait, and to stay faithful in the midst of this season and watch the Lord As we get into this passage, it comes on the heel of Mary's song, The Magnificat, that we looked at last week, where she is giving praise to God for his grace and bestowing upon her the privilege of giving birth to the Savior of the world, Jesus. This, again, was an unusual praise because nothing about Mary's situation from the outside looking in, if we're to look at it, warrants this type of praise. But as I have said in weeks past, true faithfulness to God many times does not make any sense. So sometimes we have to stand on the promises of God when nobody else will with us. Mary has three other people. Zachariah, Elizabeth, and her husband-to-be Joseph that knew of this coming Savior that she would give birth to and she would have to walk through on top of this 
a world where many people would give her this demeaning stare for the rest of her life, but Mary stays faithful. And this all brings us to our text today, because just like Mary, if you haven't noticed by now, hence this word Advent, this arrival of Jesus, that's what it means. Everyone is having to trust and and be faithful in a time of waiting. Sounds familiar, right? We're in this season of waiting to be released from this pandemic. See, the angel has told Zechariah and Elizabeth, as well as Mary, that they both would have a baby boy soon, which honestly makes no sense. You got one being a barren old couple, and then on the other hand, you got the other that is this young 12 to 14-year-old virgin that will have a baby, and the only thing they have to hold on to or to affirm the word of the angel Gabriel coming to them is each other. They have to simply wait, hold on, and be faithful. Our text today surrounds the birth of John the Baptist, and what I want us to do, I, I, really, I really want us to see two things, two things. God is faithful, and in our waiting and faithfulness, it ultimately leads us to praise. God is faithful, and in our waiting and faithfulness, it leads us to praise. The text begins by saying that it was time for Elizabeth to give birth and her relatives and her neighbors heard that the Lord had shown great mercy to her and they rejoiced with her. This lets us know simply that by the verbiage that's used here in this passage that Zechariah and Elizabeth hadn't told many people, even those that were closest to them, that they would be having a son Soon. And one reason is remember that when my man Zachariah didn't believe the angel Gabriel, he was he was said to be deaf and mute until the birth of his son. So he can't say anything. But on the other hand, you got uh, this is this is <laughs> this is a bit closer to home with this one, because sometimes hear me, y'all don't miss this. Sometimes you can't tell everybody what God is doing in you and through you at any given time. Because everybody is not for you or for your come up, if you want to say. There there are more people out here drinking haterade than supporterade. I I know I just made up a word, but y'all go with me. You know what I mean. How how many of y'all know that to be true? You got more haters than than supporters. That's the world that we live in. Let's just be honest for a second. Go back in, in early in chapter, tw- chapter 1, it says in, in verse 24 and 25, it tells us that Elizabeth went into seclusion for five months after learning she had conceived. Hear me, people knew she was barren. They knew that she couldn't have children. So what would it look like for her to just one day go out and say, you know, in my old age, God has opened up my womb and and I'm going to bear a son. And not only am I going to bear a son, but he is going to be the one that's going to prepare the way for the coming King Jesus. People would have been like, girl, you must be out your mind. You crazy. What's wrong with you? No, nobody would have been lifting her up in this moment. Everybody would have been tearing her down. Like, no, God ain't doing that. 
Remember, like I said last week, sometimes when we're walking with God and we're being obedient, it can be a lonely road. All she had was Mary and Zechariah, and that's because the angel had come to them first. And on top of that, y'all, her husband couldn't speak or hear. Could you imagine being in this situation with her? Could you imagine slipping on her boots for just one second? Oh, man, God has opened up my womb. My my son will prepare the way for the, the coming savior of the world. But my husband is deaf and he's mute because he didn't believe. And on top of that, my cousin is going to give birth to the savior of the world, a, a little bitty virgin girl. What? Makes no sense. Who would you be able to tell this to? Nobody is going to believe you. Sometimes, hear me, being faithful is not only a lonely road, but sometimes you, you got to keep some things and truths in your pocket for a bit. You, you got to keep them close to your chest and let God reveal it to other people in his own timing. Y'all, sometimes we can miss the faithfulness of God and what he's doing in our life in a giving season because we're too busy seeking the approval of other people. Let me say that again. Sometimes, y'all, we, we can miss the faithfulness of God and what he's doing in our life in any given season because we're too busy seeking the approval of other people. What God's doing is not enough. We need everybody else to see it. Girl, girl, let me tell you about what God is doing up in my life. Let, let, me, let me go ahead and post this on Instagram or, or Twitter or Facebook. Let me, let me see how many likes I get and then don't nobody like it. How, how you feel now? Let, let, me, let me free you. Let me help you a bit. Sometimes, y'all hear me, when God is doing something in you and Through you, it's just for you until he makes it ripe and ready for everyone else. Y'all missed that. Let me say it one more time. Sometimes, hear me, when God is doing a work in you and through you, it's just for you until he makes it ripe and ready for everyone else. Don't miss that, y'all. But here's the truth. Because on the other side of that, yeah, hear me, y'all, others should be able to rejoice with you. In a perfect world, they should be lifting you up. But because of our own selfishness and our sin, we tend to talk down to people. We tend to covet. We tend to compete more than anything else instead of uplift and affirm. Family, hear me. Don't miss what God may be doing in your life, being too busy trying to get the approval of everyone else around you. Just because others don't approve doesn't mean that God ain't in it. Y'all hear me? All counsel is not wise counsel. Now, this does not mean be irresponsible and take the, the word of God and start putting up, putting things in and say, God told me to do this. This is definitely from God. No, no, no. That's not what I, I'm saying to you. What I'm really trying to get across is that sometimes people can't handle what God is up to in your life. They're not ready to receive it. You you look at this passage, y'all. It says that God had shown great mercy and favor on Zachariah and Elizabeth. And if that was told to others too early, they would have never understood it. 
The text says that folks come on the eighth day after the birth and the, the baby is circumcised. The folks start throwing out names and they're saying he should be named after Zechariah because according to custom, that, that's what we do. When the baby boy is born, he's, he's named after the father. But, but Elizabeth, knowing what's going on, and she knows what the angel told to Zechariah because somewhere along the way, the husband and wife got together. Even though he couldn't speak or hear, he took out a tablet or something and wrote it down for her to know what's, what, what's supposed to happen and why I can't speak and, and I can't hear. So knowing all this, she says, no, no y'all his name is going to be John (laughs) this next part messes me up because the people they they are definitely a little bit perturbed in the text and they start making signs and and throwing all these these sign languages and stuff at at, at Zachariah and trying to get his attention because in their minds uh, y'all they must be on on a different page because she said this Zachariah let's see what he says y'all ain't let me pause for a moment moment People kind of crazy sometimes. I mean, I got five kids and I love my family to death. I love my friends. But y'all, we act funny when a baby is born. We come around and we start throwing demands out and start thinking this should be done and this should be done. How you going to walk up in this woman's house after she just had a baby and say, no, that ain't going to be his name. His name should be this. How you going to tell her what her baby's name is supposed to be? That ain't your baby. Friends and neighbors, y'all, we can be some of the funniest people when babies are born. Some of y'all know this, that have had children or have kids in your house or even pregnant right now. You're going through this. Zachariah asked for a tablet and he sees what's going on. He said, look, look, now, give me the tablet. He can't speak, but he's pointing to it. Give me the tablet. He gets the tablet and he he writes down on the tablet like, no, basically, y'all ain't going to try to take advantage of my wife. No, his name It's John. Y'all thought we wasn't on the same page? No, his name will be John. And the people marveled because Zachariah is both mute and deaf, so there's no way that he heard Elizabeth say what she said going back and forth, and the name shall be John. So they they marveled at this, and at this point, I, I think this is the moment where the people would have probably been scratching their heads a bit like, what is going on some probably saying, wait, 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 hold up just one moment. Let me, let me see if I can put all this together in my head and my heart. Y'all two are both old. You once were barren, and now you have given birth to a baby boy, and you're going to name him a name that has nothing to do with your family origin or your own tradition. Something ain't right here. Family, as I've, I've told you before, remember, sometimes people can't understand the move of God in your life. Sometimes they're not ready for it. And it's at this moment, y'all, that Zachariah's lips are loosed and he can speak and hear again. And the text says the first thing that comes out of his mouth is praise. It's blessings to God. Family, the easy conclusion is that when you have waited faithfully and seen the faithfulness of God move in your life and see it come to fruition, regardless of what other people are saying around you, all you can do is praise. But see, some of y'all missed your amen because you're missing what's going on in this text. So let me see if I can make it a bit more plain for y'all. Listen up. Zachariah and Elizabeth are both old in this text. They're unable to have children. They've probably literally hung up 
that status on the, the co-rag. They said, look, look, we're done. We're not going to try anymore for, to have kids. And in that moment, the angel slips right in. He says, your wife is with child. She is going to have a baby boy. And not only will she have a baby boy, but he's going to be the one to prepare the way for the coming King Jesus. And Zechariah, y'all know he doesn't believe. And he's mute and deaf now for 10 months while she's pregnant. And all the while, I could, I could just think and I could see Zechariah as he's watching his wife's womb grow. As he's sitting there, he's saying, yo, this God, dude, he's real because I see the baby growing in her womb. Y'all, don't miss what's going on. Watch this. While God was growing the tangible fruit of faithfulness in Elizabeth's womb, he was working on the internal, more intangible faith inside of Elizabeth and Zechariah to the point that when everybody else came around, all those naysayers and haters came around and had no idea what God was up to, although it may have looked and sounded crazy, Elizabeth and Zechariah knew exactly what God had told them. So in the end, they stayed faithful because they had seen the faithfulness of God on display in and through them, and it consummated not only in a baby boy, but praise. That's good. Family, hear me. Sometimes you may not know what God is up to, but time and time again throughout the course of Scripture, we have seen the move of God and the faithfulness of God from beginning to the end where he has shown up in ways that might not make sense, but he has never ceased to be faithful. But I know some of y'all still are missing this or you just simply don't. Believe me, so let's do this. Let's take a walk through the word of God in the scripture and let's see what it has to say. You don't have to believe me. You can believe God at his word. Let's look at scripture. Abraham and my my girl, Sarah, way back in Genesis. In their old age, both of them around 100 years old or so, God is, is giving them a son and it's fulfilling the promise that he gave to Abraham that he would be the father of many nations. They're old, a hundred years old or so. It makes no sense, y'all, but God was faithful. Let me keep going because I know that's not enough. Joshua chapter 2, when Joshua sends two spies into the land that God had given them, the promised land, they go into the land to spy out the land, and instead of them being killed, they are sheltered and taken in and hidden from all the people of the land by a prostitute by the name of Rahab. A prostitute hides these men so they are and they can scout out the land and then she ends up in the lineage of Jesus. Y'all, it makes no sense, but God was faithful. First Samuel 16 in Israel, they're in need of a new king. And, and so Samuel goes out to scout out who can he make the new king. He goes and he finds David, the youngest, the most feeble and weakest of his brothers. And he says, you will be the new king of Israel. He anoints him as king and it makes no sense. But David will be the one who said to have a heart after God. He would be one of the most fiercest warriors of all time. Y'all, I'm trying to tell you it makes no sense. But God was faithful. Faithful. Let's keep going. Daniel chapter 3, where you get King Nebuchadnezzar, who thinks he's the baddest, most mighty man that who's ever walked this planet. He says, everybody.
nobody will bow before me. He says this, and then my man, my three guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they come up and they say, no, 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 brother, you got this all twisted. We don't kneel to any king. We don't kneel to any man. We only serve our God, the God of Israel, the God of our father Abraham and our father Jacob. That's who we serve. We only submit to him. And my man Nebuchadnezzar is like, oh, no, y'all ain't about to just do that in front of me. Nope. I'm throwing y'all in the fiery furnace. So he takes these three guys and throws them into the fiery furnace. And then he goes back to check. And to his dismay, he sees them dancing around in the fiery furnace. And there's a fourth one that he says, looks like God. I'm trying to let you see that it makes no sense. But God was still faithful. Let me keep going and try to bring it a little closer to home. After 400 years of silence between the Old Testament and the New Testament, where God now breaks the silence, as Pastor Steve told us in week one, by an angel Gabriel coming in and speaking to a barren old couple and says, y'all will bear a son. Then he goes to a, a, a virgin girl between the age of 12 to 14, and he says, you will bear the Savior of the world. What I'm trying to tell you, Renewal, is that it doesn't make sense But God has always been faithful. Friends. When you know the resume of God. Which my man Zachariah did. He's a priest. When you know his resume. And when you see him show up the way he does, all you can do is praise, even when it makes no sense. This is why you see Zechariah, the first thing that comes out of his mouth, it's blessings to God, it's praise. Right after the scripture we're talking about today, he writes a song talking about the greatness of God. Friends, as we end this morning, many of us have walked into this Advent season, this is including myself, weary, we're worried more than ever, we're anxious about everything, we're sad, we're angry, some of us just outright done. Friends, I I do believe that we're in one of those seasons where what God is up to Makes no sense. But if we hold on and we wait and stay faithful, I think when we come out of this, all we'll be able to do is praise. So my encouragement to you and myself again is that just like how Abraham and Sarah had to wait, or Zechariah and Elizabeth had to wait. Or all of Israel had to wait 400 years until the birth of Jesus. Family, let's not grow weary in our waiting, but instead let's trust together that the same God that has been working since the beginning is still at work today. And because we know and believe this truth, We can rejoice, just like Zechariah in this text.
because we have a God that holds on to his promises, never sleeps nor slumbers. So hear me. As we remember the birth of Jesus this Christmas, let the remembrance of his arrival bring you to a place of praise. But also, let the remembrance of the empty tomb bring you even more praise because he ain't there, which means that he's never stopped working. And one day, he's coming back for all of those that believe. Family, let's wait. Let's hold on and stay faithful. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, you are awesome, God. You're good. Thank you for showing yourself faithful throughout the course of Scripture. God, I pray that during this Christmas season, as we slow down and be present with you, God, that we would just hold on, that we would wait, that we'd be faithful, keep our eyes on you, Jesus. For those that have never turned their eyes to you, God, that more than ever before, more people would turn their eyes to you. Even those that are listening right now that have maybe placed their trust or hope in something else, God, would they turn their eyes to you? For those that have turned their eyes someplace else, God, but knew you or know you, Lord, let us turn back to you. Let us know that you've never stopped being faithful. You're not going to stop now. And in that, God, let us intentionally run faithfully after you. God, we give you glory. We pray all these things in the mighty and matchless name of your son, Jesus. Everyone said together, amen. Amen. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast today. I pray that it was a blessing and an encouragement to your soul. I look to see you at one of our services at 930 or 11 a.m. on Sunday morning. Take care. God bless you.